That was in Sports Illustrated, if you don't believe me. You can look it up. Well, I'm just trying to see what you're getting at. Do you, are you getting Doug at... Peterson really? shouldn't be on the staff whatsoever. He's horrible. Well, what do you know? I mean, I... Like, well, I watched I'm him play before McNabb. You were too little to watch him. No, I... No, 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 no. I wasn't... Come back and watch whoa. the tapes. He was whoa, whoa, whoa. horrible. Time out. First of all, first of all, I'm 36 years old. I was watching Doug Peterson play before Donovan McNabb just like you were. And you think he was now, successful in legal quarterback? Hey, stop for a second, man. That's not what I said. First of all, you don't have to be a successful player to be a successful coach or a successful quarterback. Andy Reid was a quarterback's coach, right? And he was never a successful quarterback. It doesn't matter. That's it. You know what I mean? Some of the best coaches were not the best players. Oftentimes, the best players have trouble being good coaches because they're, they're so skilled that it's difficult for them to understand people who aren't as skilled as they are. Or things hey, don't hey, come. Man, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let, what do I care about? Up, well, but it's my show. <laughs> you know, like, and just for the record, he hung up there. What you, the, the fact that Doug Peterson may or may not be a good quarterbacks coach, I don't know. He may or may not be a good head coach one day, I don't know. But the fact that he was a bad quarterback at the end of his career while he was filling in right before, right before Donovan McNabb started for, what, six or seven games that season is not a statement about whether Doug Peterson is a good quarterbacks coach or not. There are plenty of good coaches that were not good players and as i said before some of the best coaches are not good are not top of the line all-star players will peyton manning be a good coach one day i have no idea maybe what because he's a good quarterback he's going to be a good coach i have no idea brett Favre is not going to be a good coach one day brett Favre was a great quarterback oh man come on doug peterson is your concern like of all things doug peterson Doug Peterson? Who cares? I mean, I guess it's okay to care, but Doug Peterson, really? John Finger of CSNPhilly.com, save me right now. Can you save me for a moment or two? That was great. I enjoyed that. Doug Peterson. What's the old saying? Those who can't do teach? Yes. It's yeah. the truth. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. So what do you what do you need to be taught? Uh, well, I don't know. First of all, John, John Finger, John Finger covers the Sixers for CSNPhilly.com. Um, first of all, the uh, the and I, I don't want to spend too much time on it, but it is important. The Sixers re- put out a release on Bynum today, which essentially said, um, is "This my cue to yes, say, correct? Um, yeah, that that they said pretty much that. What well, we have that silence there." <laughs> they said yeah. low impact cardiovascular yeah. activities essentially. Yeah, and he's kind of been doing that all along anyway. So, um, you know, he he he'd been on his uh, the Sixers uh, Bynum machine they call it the anti gravity uh, treadmill I guess. So um, I I don't see a whole lot of change in what's going on. Um, the, the the change when you should start getting excited, I guess, is when um, he actually dribbles a basketball and runs up and down the court. Then you get excited. Yeah, when so. he's playing basketball. And I imagine yes. they they said in the press release there was no timetable. I imagine right. we'll see a timetable when he can play basketball. Yeah, I I, I think it's going to be sooner rather than later. You know, simply because he got the uh, you know the the injection. Um, to get the you know the, the lubricants in his joints, 
lubricating and all that other stuff. So he, he, I think he's close, he's close, it's close rather than, um, farther away, I, I suppose. So, you know, once they go, the guys get that shot and then they start putting out press releases saying that they're going to start running on a treadmill or something, then you know that it's starting to get closer. And so to a certain, to a certain, excited as we are, I guess. To, to a certain extent, I, they they probably had to make the official announcement before uh, opening day because they haven't really said. You would imagine they they had to say something on some level about Bynum. So you yeah, that's kind of nice. I mean, it's I mean the Phillies never did that on rainy days, did they? Yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> yeah, that's nice. I think you know you're not going to see Bynum tomorrow night. So yeah, there you go. Um, now without Bynum, you've you've been on record as saying that you think they're they're a, a good team. I think they're a better team than they were last year. I think they can do all of the things that they couldn't do last year, they can do this year. And along the line at some point, they're going to get Andrew Bynum. So I, I, uh, I don't know where, what I'm seeing that's different than what a lot of national pundits are seeing, but uh, I think this is a very, very good basketball team. Talking to John Finger, CSMPhilly.com, about the Sixers who open the season tomorrow. I guess to play devil's advocate, and, and he's, <laughs> for, for, you know, for might as well. That's what we do at Sports Radio. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, uh, I, I can bring up Doug Peterson. Yes. Too, yeah, which so. is, so I'd rather just play devil's advocate. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, here, here's this team who did, uh, without Bynum at this point, who did lose their best perimeter defender, their best post defender, and added guys who although can shoot you know have been on teams who haven't won you know Darrell Wright has you know certainly has is it, he is has skills but but yeah. Darrell Wright Nick Young these these aren't guys who Jason Richardson who, who have certainly had their share of, of bad years in the NBA what, well I mean Darrell Wright he won a title with Miami well, he didn't play. Well, that's true. Yeah. He was on... <laughs> it doesn't say that, you know, yeah. next to the ring, you know. He, he was on the team, I guess. I, I guess. Know. Yeah. So, so you, you're saying that, that the offense that they've added more than, uh, I guess, replaces it, the defense that they, that they lose, I guess, is, is my yeah. question? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I like I, I, the offense is going to, I mean, Doug compared it to the Showtime Lakers. Now, that's, they're not the Showtime Lakers, obviously. You know, there's, I don't know if there's any Hall of Famers on this team. But the, where, the, where that analogy works is that they're going to be running. They're going to be pushing the ball. They're going to be firing up transition threes. You're going to see a ton of transition three-pointers this year. Um, some of them are going to go in, unlike last year. And when the game gets bogged down in the fourth quarter, they're going to run the ball through the big guy. You know, in the half court. So, you know, they have these two elements that are, are, you, know, you gotta have to be a good playoff team. You know, the half court offense and the transition game. So, um, it's just a matter of getting that big guy back. But in the, in the meantime, I think they have the, the offensive skills and the defense to keep teams from, you know, putting up 120 points on them. So, it, it, you know, it's, the schedule also favors them too in the beginning, so I imagine to use the Larry Brown phrase, they can hold the fort until Bynum gets back. But I, I you know, even now without Bynum, I think they're a much better team than last year. 
Uh, Drew Holiday, they have until 5 o'clock tomorrow to extend him if they want to before the season. It looks like it's not going to happen. Do you yeah. think that that becomes a distraction at all this season? Or, or you know, he's a, a pretty young guy to be playing for that, that you know, playing right. for that yeah. contract. Yeah, he just turned 22, I guess. So, God, I guess for all the problems that you can have, that's a pretty minor one. <laughs> yeah. <But laughs> not a bad point. Yeah, he's, he, he, he said that, you know, it's not a distraction. It's not even bothering him. Um, he said when the season's over, and it'll bother him when he's not being able to, when he doesn't have a chance to play basketball and, you know, be out there with his teammates and stuff, then, you know, he can sit around all day and think about it, then it'll bother him, but not now. Now he's just kind of focused on playing basketball and, and, you know, doing his job. But, um, I, I think they might not get the extension done, but then, you know, that works out better for Drew. So, you know, he can get a, a sweeter deal, I guess. Um, in the summertime, when it, because you know the, the the extension deals are li- a little more limited than the deal he can get if he has a restricted free agent. Um, John Fainer, CSNPhilly.com. Um, Sixers open the season tomorrow. I guess my last question is based on what you've seen so far. Aside from his psyche, can you see any reason why? Evan Turner shouldn't be the first guard off the bench, and Darrell Wright shouldn't be the starting small forward. Um, well, that psyche is kind of a big deal. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I understand what you're saying, and um, I'm not disagreeing with it. But I think probably better for everybody involved if Evan is one of the first five guys on the court to start the game. Fair enough. Um, yeah, just because of what you're saying, and. You know, he he um he, he he earned it last year. He should have started last year at the beginning of the year. But for, you know, for the players that they had and the way the team was set up, it just didn't you know work the way Doug Collins liked. So um, you know, you don't want to say like, well, he earned it. He should get it now. You know, that's that's kind of silly. But um, he's uh, I don't know. I think you're going to see him playing a lot of, like, Iguodala-style basketball, if that's um, something that's good, I guess, that people like to hear. You know, he's going to be playing a lot of defense. He's going to be, you know, checking the guys like Paul Pierce and uh, Joe Johnson and, you know, guys like that. So, um, you know, as far as his offensive game, um, he's going to get to the foul line a lot. And he's going to have to hit those, you know, mid-range jumpers. So, um you know, it, it, I don't know. I mean, I guess defensively, he's, he, he, he can play. You know, he's, he's not Iguodala, but he can play. So, um, yeah, start him. Yeah, I, we, we've had this discussion. I think he has trouble. Go- I, I'm guessing he'll have, you know, a guy like Joe Johnson, maybe, a guy like Paul P- I think the small forward type guys, he's going to have trouble. Yeah, the guys who are probably a little quicker. Um, but, you know, during the playoffs, I kind of liked his basketball sense when they were playing the Celtics, and he was on Ray Allen and, you know, Ray Allen was guarding him, and you know Ray Allen couldn't guard him. Of course, he was hurt, but yeah. the same at the same time. And thirty-eight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, he was hurt at thirty-eight, but you know, it, uh, Evan was smart enough to recognize that, and you know, I, I think we saw what a you know a healthy Ray Allen looks pretty decent tonight. So yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So it's you know, I thought I think he, uh, his rookie year he played 
admirably against LeBron in the playoffs. So, I agree. I agree. So, so I mean, you know, he likes to rebound. He's going to get his rebounds, and um, he'll be out on the break. And if he gets to the line and he can knock down some, uh, you know, 18, 20 footers, he'll have a good year. You can follow him on Twitter at JRFingerCSN, correct? That is uh, and read him on Twitter at uh, and read him on the on csnphilly.com basketball tomorrow, my friend. Basketball. Yeah, that's gonna be a lot of fun. Yeah, it's gonna be a good year. It's gonna be a fun year. Thank you for uh, for staying up with me today. Oh, no, no problem. All right, John. No yeah, enjoy the rest of the night. Thanks, thanks, thanks man. Doug Peterson. So that's uh, that's John Finger, CSN Philly. Again, follow him on Twitter at jrfingercsn. Um, Rob has been kind enough to hang on for a while. What's up, Rob? You're on 94 WIP. Hey, how you doing? I'm, I'm good, man. Hey, if you give me a second, I'm going, I'm going to try to explain to all the listeners what the problem is with the Eagles. And the problem is, basically, the team is overrated. You have, let's start with the, with the wide receivers. You start with the third guy on the team, uh, on the receiver core. Jason Avant wouldn't be a fourth receiver on any team that's winning right now. Deshaun Jackson is an overrated kickoff returner, um, and Macklin does not play like a first-round draft pick. Uh, Michael Vick is just, I mean, he's just Michael Vick. He, he, we don't need to go into that. He's, doing, he, he, he's self-explainable right now. Um, when, you look at our, when you look at our team, we have no change-up. We have no change-up at all. It's like Andy drafts the same guy over and over again. You go, you look at the running backs, you look at the defensive ends, you look at the linebackers. He drafts the same guy over and over and over again. And the reason why he needs to go, any fan who backs Andy up and say, well, it's not his fault the players aren't playing, think about the players that we have, we had to bring in. Why did we have to bring them in? Because he couldn't draft players for that position. He drafted Hosilio Hansons and things like guys like that. That's why you you, you have guys like Nami in the game get burnt. Because if he actually drafted somebody worth worthwhile, you know, he, he wouldn't need to go out and get these mercenary free agents. Dude, we spent a second round pick on Jaquan Jarrett. Jaquan Jarrett, what is that? <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. I don't think people realize this is the problem. It's all it's, it's, it all stems from Andy. I, you know, you try to support him because yeah, he he has brought a winning. We were irrelevant for a while, you know, and he did bring that back to us and everything, but. It comes to a point, you know, and I did. I hope he will pull out one of them Bill Cowers, you know, in the final year, the the hoorah, and we will win it. But it, 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 it's 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 a change. He looks burnt out on the sideline. He just he, he what happened to the old fiery Andy who, when a player messed up, you see him with his hand in his mouth blowing, you know, whistling to him to come here and talk. Yeah. To you. you you don't even see that anymore. He he he, he looks like his mind. It's somewhere else on the sideline. Well, and, 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 and man, you, like, I think at some point we'll look back on this era and look back on those years where it was good, and it was. It was good. They were relevant. They were a good team. They were a threat every year. But, man, it just, it went, when it goes bad, sometimes it, sometimes it just goes bad, and it went yeah. bad. You know, it went really bad. But <laughs> really, actually, really bad. you can see the writing on the wall. I mean, if you look at the offensive line, besides last year when it jailed at the end, there's always been a, what, what was Andy's exact reason why he inserted Mike Vick as a starting QB? He said over Kevin Cobb. He said with the line problems, I think Vick would be better suited for the uh, to run this offense. 
So you had line problems back all the way to 2010. Last year they jailed near the end and they did look pretty good. But then when it, when it fell apart in the beginning, you know, this year, I, 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 what happened to when we used to lose linemen and we plugged guys right in? I mean, for a while, we we just lost linemen and we would plug guys right in back in the Donovan years. And it's not there anymore. It's 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 It's... As, as bad as you can get. I mean, yeah, the, and you're right. There was thank you for thanks for the call, Rob. There was a total talent uh, misevaluation on how good I think everybody was, from drafting to the free agents as well. And the thing about the Osama thing is pretty terrible. Uh, you wonder how much film they actually watched and how much you know it is him losing a step after they signed him at 31, by the way, um, and how much uh, he actually just wasn't that that good in the first place. I, it's. It's a crazy. Man, I never thought we'd get this bad this year. Xfinity Voice Line is 888-729-9494, pound 9494 on your AT&T and Verizon cell phone. I'm Spike Eskin, 94 WIP Sports Time is 117. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Next week, $1,000 Football Monday becomes $1,000 Football Tuesday. Just listen to the Eagles on Monday night to find out this week's all-time Eagles great. Then three times throughout the day on Tuesday. Starting with Angelo Cataldi, we'll ask you to call the ninth caller who can tell us this week's all-time Eagles great wins $1,000. And there will be three winners. Easy free money. Listen to the Eagles game on Monday Night Football to find out the all-time Eagles great. Then, tune in Tuesday so you can be one of the three winners. $1,000 Football Tuesday. Powered by Gwinnett Mercy College. Join them for an open house on Saturday, November 17th. Football. And free money. Happens on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Get to Classic Nissan and Mount Holly in Hansport for their bottom line sales event happening now. For a limited time only, get any pre-owned certified Nissan for up to 50% off its original MSRP. That's any pre-owned certified Nissan for up to 50% off only at Classic Nissan. Because when Tom says yes, you pay less. property in Pennsylvania or New Jersey and suffered damage due to Hurricane Sandy? Call Ace Public Adjusters today. If you have homeowner's insurance, you may be able to collect money from your loss. Call Ace Public Adjusters at 215-624-4911 before you call your insurance company. At Ace, they know what you're entitled to. Ace Public Adjusters represents you, not the insurance company. And since Ace works on a contingency basis, if they don't recover money for you, there is no fee. Check them out at acepublicadjusters.com. If your property was damaged, call Ace before you call your insurance company. Ace Public Adjusters will get you results and get you paid. Ace Public Adjusters, 215-624-4911 or online at acepublicadjusters.com. For Sandy's local impact, from the city to the shore, stay with Eyewitness News on CBS3 and the CW Philly, working around the clock to keep you informed. Local neighborhoods face the threat of dangerous flooding and storm damage. Get fast, reliable information to keep your home and family safe. See the weather where you live on live Mega Doppler 3. Neighborhood by neighborhood, Eyewitness News is on your side.
Hey, it's Howard Eskin. Fall is here, which means it's time to replace your old drafty windows, siding, and doors. But it's very important that you select the right company for the job. That's why I recommend my great friends at Guided Door and Window. Guided is an upfront and honest company that has been satisfying customers for over 62 years. To learn how you can save big with Guided's exclusive fall discounts, call Guided. Schedule a free estimate. 1-877-GO-GUIDA. Or visit them at goguida.com. That's go, G-U-I-D-A dot com. Mark Farzetta with your WIP 2020 Sports Update. After the Eagles dropped to 3-4 and four Sunday with the loss to the Falcons, Deshaun Jackson was a guest of the NFL Network where he was asked what has been the difference this year with Michael Vick. I just don't think he's as comfortable as he usually is. Uh, honestly, uh, you know, a lot of pressure being in the space. Uh, you know, a lot of defenses are showing um, different looks and things like that. Vic has tossed nine touchdowns and eight interceptions this season. Eagles next kickoff with the Saints Monday night in the Big Easy. Multiple reports saying Michael Vick will remain the Eagles' starting quarterback. Due to Hurricane Sandy, the NFL has moved the trade deadline to Thursday. New NBA season is underway. Cavs beating the Wizards 94-84. to Kyrie Irving with 29 points. He beat the Celtics 120-107. to Ray Allen with 19 against his former club. Mavericks beat the Lakers 99-91. to Dwight Howard with 19 points and 10 rebounds. In his Laker debut, 76ers start their season Wednesday night when they welcome Andre Iguodala back to South Philadelphia with his new team, the Denver Nuggets. Iggy on whether or not he'll be booed or cheered in his return to South Philly. you got to believe they're going to cheer you, though, right? Uh, I have no clue. Are you hoping they do? No, I don't really don't care. Also, Andrew Bynum participated in some conditioning drills Tuesday, but is not expected to play in the opener. Phillies' Jimmy Rollins has earned his fourth gold glove award. Only Gary Maddox with eight gold gloves and Mike Schmidt with ten have more in Phillies history. CBS 3 eyewitness weather. More rain through the night with winds calming to 7 miles per hour. Low of 41. Partly sunny Wednesday, high 54. That's 2020 sports. Scores and the latest sports information at 20 minutes before and after every hour. With no static. You're now in a different continuum in the world you're used to. Just great Philadelphia sports talk. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Big Daddy Graham is coming up at 2 o'clock. It is my job to stay here with you until he gets here to hold down the fort. I'm Spike Eskin. We've been talking a lot of Eagles uh, all night. I think today, I was saying earlier that um, that I liken sort of this Eagle season for me is like that part in office space where Peter Gibbons says that every day is the worst day of his life. And his, bo- his boss says, so today is the worst day of your life? He's like, yeah, every day is worse than the day before. And this Eagle season has gotten, for the the last since they were three and one has gotten progressively worse every day one way or another whether it's a game or a decision or a quote and today was the day where I just finally with the Fulls Vic thing and them not talking about it and Deshaun Jackson kind of selling out Vic and then Jason Babin with the weird loyalty tweets I'm just I want everybody to shut up and everybody to go I trade Jason Babin for nothing send a message do something. Do something that means something. Just to pull it together so it's not so embarrassing. This season, as a fan, has become embarrassing. You know, before, uh, in previous years, you know, everybody's got Giants fans friends, right? And everybody's got Cowboys fans friends. And they all do the same thing where they go, oh, we have rings, blah, blah, blah. And even though they, the Cowboys, you know, have had 15 years of just garbage football, they can still talk about their rings. That I can sort of deal with. That is what it is. 
at least the Eagles franchise is good every year, you know, uh, respectable. This year's not respectable. It's embarrassing. And when they're not embarrassing themselves on the field, they're embarrassing themselves off the field. And when they're not embarrassing themselves off the field, the coach is doing something that, that, that drives you crazy. It's just like the whole thing has become, you really, you wake up in the morning and you think about the Eagles and you think to yourself, why am I doing this? For what reason? Aside from the fact that I'm used to doing this, this is what I do every day, you know, I'm an Eagles fan. It's just part of who I am. When you, aside from that, when you really think about it, when you really think, what enjoyment am I getting out of this? Why am I doing this? There's no reason. We're just doing it because it's what we do. And it's what makes it so frustrating because we're here voluntarily doing this. And it's so just, it's, it just makes you want to... Stab your own eyes out. I just like reading Jason Babin Twitter today. Just made me not want to not want to see anything. Not just not want to read about the Eagles. I don't even want to look at things. The Xfinity Voice Line is eight 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 seven two nine ninety four ninety four pound ninety four ninety four. Your AT and T and Verizon cell phone. Sean, you're on ninety four WIP. What's up, Sean? Hey, Spike. How's it going? I'm good, man. Thanks for uh, asking. I uh, I think the season was lost pretty much when when uh, Andy Reid fired Juan Castillo, and, and here's why. He, he managed to put together the 12th-ranked defense in the NFL despite being saddled with a formation that didn't work, uh, one of the second-worst offense in the league, and a special team that left them on their heels every time they were on the field. And uh, it, the only saving grace that he had was hard work. I mean, it became annoying to hear from him all the time, hard work, hard work, but... It was the one thing that pulled him through. And I think once uh, Andy Reid got rid of him, he pretty much negated that as, as, uh, and kind of blew up the team and the morale and, the, and he said the camaraderie, and I think that was it. Yeah, I, I think um, it was talking with, uh, with Adam here one evening about that move. I, I think that move was the first sign that he knew there was no, he was just doing something that he had the ability to do to try to change something that's when he, that's when i think we really saw how desperate reed was because uh, do i think juan castillo was doing a, a good job no i mean plenty of the players said that that you know the defense was too predictable they didn't you know so maybe there was something to that but but that said if that's your big fix, when you, like as you said, they they had the thirty one thirty first ranked offense in the league. I think what Reed realized there was that there was really nothing he could do. There was no big. The only two big changes that he could make were Castillo, because he's not going to fire Morningwig, because that that's a reflection upon him. You know, it's as much his offense as it is Marty's, and so it's basically Castillo and Vic. It's the quarterback and the defensive coordinator, and he was just trying something, anything, and and you're. Right. It wasn't. That was the sign that there was just they didn't. They, he didn't know what to do. That there was just yeah, no you know, fix. If I can make a movie, you ever see a serious man? That's a, a Coen Brothers film. No, I never and, saw. Uh, well, well, kind of the, the, the gist of it is the guy goes through his whole life and there's so many difficulties around him, but he holds true to this one thing. This is the only. And when he gives, finally gives up that last little shred that makes kind of defines who he is, all the things that he's been propping up around him all start to crumble because true at all he just maintained that one little bit of integrity you know and and i think that this, that was this is pretty much it for reed i think he gave up the one thing that really defined him you know his loyalty to the people around him and and all these years of that have pretty much are now worthless because he got rid of the one guy that he had a, a real connection with and i think if you look at what drc said the one player who i think has really done well this year 
you know, he was kind of surprised by it. He said he had nothing bad to say about Juan Castillo. And if I'm going to take anybody's word on a defense, I'm going to take his over Nandi's because he's been producing. Yeah, I so. I, I think it's um, it's interesting in that. You know, we all say, you know, 14 years of this and so on and so forth. But the thing about the last couple of years in this season is that even for Reed, it all seems so un, un like, Reed-like. You know what I mean? It all seems mm-hmm. so scattered. Yeah. At least, even if he was doing the wrong thing, it seemed like he was doing it. He was doing something on purpose. You know, he knew what he was doing. Whether it, not that he knew what he was doing and that it was right, is that he had a specific. It was in character, though. Yeah, he had a specific vision as to what mm-hmm. he and the organization were doing. And there are so many things over the last couple of years that do not line up with that vision that that it makes you just realize that he he just maybe on some level just didn't know what to do anymore. Maybe I'll try this. Even Remember how out of character the, the Osamoa signing was and the, the Babin signing? It's just, whoa, 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 you guys are just spending money like, like you know, um, and especially Osamoa and Babin are two guys that were over 30 years old that they gave long-term deals to. You're talking about an yeah. organization that wouldn't even give long-term deals to guys over 30 who would produce for their specific team. So yeah, now the guys who got it, too. Yeah. Guys who really we're the torchbearers for. Yeah, it's just it, it's it's been crazy. Thanks for the call, well, Sean. Thanks for your time. Thanks. Thanks, man. It's so funny that that Castillo, being the guy that we all thought was the wrong hire, um, that that pretty much everyone to a man was like, "What's he doing?" becomes the. The, everybody's like, oh, well, why'd you fire Juan? I mean, he wasn't doing anything wrong. It's just, it's so perfect. The, the story part of it is so perfect uh, and so indicative of how wrong, of how upside down everything's been turned this year, at least. It's just the, the worst of every possible scenario. Um, when, when the fans are complaining that the offensive line coach was fired as defensive coordinator and that shouldn't have happened, you know things have, have gone horribly wrong. Anthony, you're on 94 WIP. Yeah, I want to uh, say a couple things. One, one about the Sixers, and then we'll say one about the Eagles. All right, this is what's going to happen. The Eagles are going to lose this next game. Then you're going to see a change. They're going to see, come, I mean, um, Boykin over in the corner for Naughty, and you're going to see uh, Nick in the quarter. Those are the two changes we need. And if Jeffrey Lloyd is listening, he better get rid of Andy Reid before the snow comes, because they're going to throw snowballs at him at the end of the game. <laughs> well, I, I, I'm not suggesting that happen. No, I'm not <laughs> going to suggest it either. But if, and I'm going to say this to the fans. If the fans are so upset, don't come to the game. Maybe Jeffrey Lloyd will wake up and hear himself snore. Yes. No fans in the, in, in, in the stands. Okay? And let me say about the Eagles. The yeah. Eagles are going to, I mean, the Sixers. The Sixers are going to win a lot of games this year. We got gangsters there, man. We got some gang, we got, we got some, uh, Greyhounds in, in Philly, man. And, 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 and when Bynum come back, you watch. They're going to surprise a lot of teams, man. They're going to steal a lot of games. Yeah, I think they're going to be a fun team to watch. Thanks for the call, man. All right. Yeah. I, I, you know, the guy I can't wait to watch is Darrell Wright. I'm a little stuck on Darrell Wright. I just like guys that shoot threes that don't shoot jumpers. You know, it's, it's just so quick. It's a quick, smooth release is what uh, Wright has. Um, I, what did he, he was calling people gangsters. What was the, the Eagles thing? I'm trying to remember what his specific point was that I wanted to mention. You got it? Boykin, oh yeah, I don't think Boykin's going to start over Namdi Asimov. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Foles, oh, this is, this is, I, I think Foles is eventually going to be a starter here this year. He was talking about the empty stadium and that people shouldn't show up for the games. 
that'll never happen, you know, like en masse, people won't come to the game. But it was really telling that, you know, even before a halftime in the Falcons game, you're talking about an Eagles team at 3-3, three and three, definitely not dead, definitely still in the hunt, against the best team, or the team with the best record, rather, in the NFL, um, and quite possibly the best team in the NFC, the Atlanta Falcons. And there were people leaving the Eagles game before halftime. And you saw it in the third quarter, I mean, giant patches, not a couple of seats, but giant patches in that stadium of people not sticking around. You know, people don't believe that the Eagles are going to come back. And I think even if they do believe that they're going to come back, they don't even particularly care. And don't, you know, I don't think people, people say sometimes that, that Lurie, you know, won't, doesn't care because, um, you know, there's that big waiting list full of tickets. Look, man, there's no way he doesn't want people in the stadium the whole time and excited about the team. No, it's embarrassing. You think he, as an owner, wants to see the, the stadium three-quarters empty uh, by the middle of the third quarter and cheering for, you know, ca- calling for the head coach to be fired and sarcastically cheering? That is one thing that Philadelphia fans do better than any fan in in all of the land is the sarcastic cheer is the finally you got a hit cheer or the finally you know in baseball or the finally you made a, a shot cheer in basketball or at the eagles it was the yeah the finally you got a sack that was exactly when it happened it was i don't know how eagles fans i don't know how we in philadelphia are able to cheer for something that is good but make it quite obvious that they're cheering sarcastically but when they sacked ryan that was quite obviously a sarcastic cheer um you know i that is one thing that he goes there's no way that that uh lurie wants any part of that sarcastic it's embarrassing can you imagine if you own the team and you had to sit in the box and watch that happen it's embarrassing for him um, I just, man, if I, I can't help but think if they lose that Saints game, there is a chance that the rethink could happen before the year ends. I'm not saying he gets fired or he quits or it's not a, you know, a combination of both, but I just, if it continues to unravel like that, and that'll be against, remember, the Saints game is not just losing to the Saints. Be losing to the Saints on Monday Night Football. I think the Saints are one in five, right, with the, um, the the worst or second to worst ranked defense in the NFL, bottom three defense in the NFL, who's been lit up by everybody, every quarterback, every quarterback has lit up the Saints, everyone. The only reason that Peyton Manning didn't throw for for more yards against the Saints this week is because he didn't feel like it. Threw for what, 320 yards or something, three touchdowns. So if, if there's not a good uh, a good performance, not not just a win, but a really solid performance on on Monday night. That's embarrassing, um, and I think that's when you can actually see maybe a real change happen. Before. Can you imagine? Man, all these years for it to happen in the middle of the season would be crazy. Xfinity Voice Line is 888-729-9494, pound 9494 on your AT&T and Verizon cell. Talking Eagles until Big Daddy Graham takes over at 2 o'clock. I'm Spike Gaskin. 94 WIP Sports Time is 135. Radio 94 WIP. As WIP approaches a quarter century of sports radio in the Delaware Valley, we present On the Road to 25. 
the history of WIP. We'll take you behind the mic and inside the stadiums for the highs and lows of covering Philadelphia sports through the years. Visit cbsphilly.com slash WIP for new webisodes each week and to share your memories. That's cbsphilly.com slash WIP. Brought to you by Gino Steaks. Open 24 hours at 9th and Passyunk in Philadelphia. And by Ponzio's Diner. On the road to 25. Sports Radio 94. WIP. Xfinity TV gives you more of the sports you love. Watch your favorite sports all year long, anytime, anywhere, live in HD on your PC, tablet, or smartphone. It's all from Xfinity, your home for the most live sports. Go to mostlivesports.com and learn more. Hi, I'm Wesley Hoagland, and you've heard me say this before, and it's a fact. I've never seen rates this low since I started Westland Financial over 13 years ago. But we all know they will be going up soon. Don't miss out on this historic opportunity. All it takes is a five-minute phone call to find out having saved you hundreds or even thousands of dollars a year. Even if you have refinanced in the last 12 months, we'll do it with no closing costs. Whether it's conventional, VA, or FHA loans, you won't spend a dime. That's right. Nothing's rolled in your loan. We'll pay for your appraisal, title, everything. Even if you owe more than your house is worth, we may be able to refinance you under the new HARP 2.0 government program. And by the way, Westland Financial is now proud to offer reverse mortgages for our clients over 62. You can't afford to be giving money away, so call us at 888-945-4105. We make loans you can live with for a long time. 888-945-4105. That's 888-945-4105. Or visit us online at westland.com. Westland Financial Corp. is licensed by the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania Department of Banking. NMLS number 3304. Not all loans apply. Equal housing lender. Hey, Luke, what's up with you today? No beer or wings with your buddies? And you haven't sat down once to watch the game since we got here. Shh, honey, please. I'm having a little discomfort. As in pain? Yeah, real pain in the, <clears throat> you might say. And lately, the day after I have a beer and greasy food, I'm really paying for it. That's it. I'm making an appointment with... The Fanny Doctor. The what? Dr. Lowell Meyerson. FannyDoctor.com. John, his brother, and sister have been patients for years, and they swear by him. Tonight, I'm checking out FannyDoctor.com, and tomorrow, we're making an appointment. I'm Dr. Lowell Meyerson, the only board certified certified proctologist in Pennsylvania. I perform state-of-the-art procedures to treat your hemorrhoids, pain, and bleeding. I can help you to prevent colon cancer. Very often, patients' problems can be eliminated with simple procedures that I perform right in my office. Call me today at 215-379-0444 to schedule a personal appointment and visit my website, tinydoctor.com. If your end zone is in the red zone, call Dr. Lowell Meyerson DL at 215-379-0444. Make tonight a family night at All Chickies and Pete's with all-you-can-eat snow crab legs for just $24.95. A deal that's hard to beat. Enjoy all-you-can-eat crab legs at Chickies and Pete's in South Philly this Wednesday. And be part of the audience during the taping of the most talked-about TV sports show in Philly, The Great Sports Debate, on Comcast Sportsnet. That's all-you-can-eat snow crab legs tonight and every Wednesday, just $24.95 at All Chickies and Pete's. Celebrating 35 years of fan-friendly fun and world-famous food. Philadelphia's NCAA Division I College Basketball Coaches invite you to an exciting day of lunch and college basketball talk at the inaugural Coaches vs. Cancer of Philadelphia preseason luncheon on Thursday, November 1st. This is an exclusive opportunity to learn about this year's City 6 basketball program, season schedules, conference rivalries, and anticipated matchups from the coaches at the Great American Pub in Conshohocken. All proceeds benefit the American Cancer Society. Reservations are required, so purchase your tickets now. Call 215-985-5358 or visit Philadelphia. 
ValleyCoachesVSCancer.org today. Have you suffered damage to your property with the recent storm? There's no need to deal with it alone. Call AAA Public Adjusters first before you call your insurance company. We will get you the maximum claim settlement you deserve. Don't delay. Call AAA Public Adjusters, the professionals in property insurance claims for over 25 years. In PA, call 215-673-8000. In New Jersey, call 609-978-1200. For more info, go to AAAPublicAdjusters.com. Again, in PA, call 215-673-8000. In New Jersey, call 609-978-1200. For more info, go to AAAPublicAdjusters.com. Mark Farzetta with your WIP 2020 sports update. The Eagles are looking ahead to Monday night's kickoff in New Orleans as a chance to get back to 500. According to multiple reports, Michael Vick will remain the Eagles' starting quarterback against the Saints. Donovan McNabb was a guest of the NFL Network where he said Vick isn't the only player that should be getting the chatter about being benched. I think one thing that we need to focus on this week, playing against the New Orleans Saints, yes, their defense is not that good. They're playing in a hostile environment. But what if the offense goes out and scores 24 points, but the defense gives up? 42 points. Now, do we go back into the bitching, uh, you know, and talk about foes again, or is this another situation of will we begin to start maybe mentioning some of the defensive players who need to be benched? You can hear the Eagles kick off in New Orleans with the Saints Monday night at 8:30 right here on 94 WIP. Major League Baseball awarded their Gold Gloves Tuesday night. Jimmy Rollins winning Career Gold Glove number four. J. Roll posted a 9.78 fielding percentage to lead all NL shortstops. After an NBA best 6-1 preseason, the 76ers start their regular season Wednesday night in South Philly when they welcome Andre Iguodala and the Denver Nuggets. Sixers head coach Doug Collins says this year Drew Holiday has to take over as a leader. You know, he's got to be our guy that creates shots for himself, for others, that gets us easy baskets or pushes the ball down the floor, take on being that quarterback. Because I don't think you ever really know who a guy can be until you give him that responsibility. Andrew Bynum has begun some light workouts, but is not expected to play in the opener Wednesday night. Around the NBA, the Cavaliers beat the Wizards 94 to 84. Heat beat the Celtics 120 to 107, and the Mavericks beat the Lakers 99 to 91. In the NHL, the league is now threatening to cancel the Winter Classic Thursday if a new collective bargaining agreement cannot be reached. CBS 3 Eyewitness Weather: More rain through the night, going down to 41. Partly sunny Wednesday, high of 54. For up to the minute sports info, 24 hours a day, go to cbsphilly.com. Philadelphia Sports Station. This is the new Sports Radio 94. WIP. Big Daddy Graham coming up at 2 o'clock. Until then, you've got me. I'm Spike Eskin. Xfinity Voice Line 888-729-9494. Pound 9494 on your AT&T and Verizon cell. Telling you, what I want you to do right now is text the words Ritz Crackerfuls. Ritz Crackerfuls, I'm not going to help you spell that, to 84828 for your chance to win a $250 7-Eleven gift card. Get hunger before it gets you with the new Ritz Crackerfuls big stuff filled crackers. It's Crackerfuls, F-U-L-S. I, I told you I wasn't going to help you spell it, but there, that's me helping you. John, you're on 94WIP. Yeah, Spike. What's up, John? Nothing, man. What's up with you? You well, know, uh, just bitching and moaning. Bitching and moaning. I hear you, man. I got a couple questions about the Eagles and then a Sixers point. Uh, I don't understand why this whole season long I haven't seen a single toss to the running back. Why don't we toss, you know, have a toss play ever? 
Yeah, that's crazy. And and I just say this as somebody who has played, um, you know, video game football for many, many years and run that play even more times. Yeah, that that's basically how I started understanding, you know, how plays actually work is Madden. I, you know, that is crazy that we don't ever do that. Uh, that the Eagles don't ever run that play. I don't know. It just uh, maybe there's a reason for it, but I don't. You know, you would think with McCoy's speed, it would be a, a good play. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That's kind of kind of crazy. Literally, haven't seen one the entire season, and and when fixing all this trouble and everything, I don't understand why we just don't do these quick slants over the middle or quick out something where we're getting the ball. And it seems like everything's either shotgun or seven step drop, and the, you know the line doesn't protect it enough for that. Like the line's garbage. It's I don't know. I'm tired of watching the same song and dance every freaking week, man. Yeah, yeah. If I let people, go, if I let you go on long enough, you basically you just wind up with, man, I'm so tired of this. That's 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 the end, man. You can you can talk about any particular aspect of the game that you want, but you just end up with, I just can't take it anymore. It's I think the defense is actually going to be okay. I, I believe with Todd Bowles there for you know a couple of weeks, we'll get understand with him and. Things will be all right on that front, but it's the offense. You know, if you're always you're catching the defense, defense on the field all the time, like they're gonna give up plays and things along those lines. Well, and we all thanks for the call. I, I, I appreciate it, John. Um, yeah, you're the best, man. Thank you. You, sir, are the best. Uh, have a good night. I think you know what we were saying early in the year. Think about it. All we kept saying was, you know, there's no way they can keep turning the ball over this much and, and giving up this kind of field position and still continue to win games. Now, they may not be turning the ball over as much, but, but everything always comes back to, you know, everything evens out in that, in that respect. You don't go the whole year turning it over like that, but things catch up with you. You know, the luck that they were getting before when they were turning the ball over and still winning the game, they're not getting those bounces anymore. So, um, you, you know, they may, may not be turning it over as much, but they didn't win games that they should have lost. I mean, they won games that they should have lost by turning it over too much. Now maybe you know they're not turning it over, but they'll still uh, they'll, they'll still lose the game. I think it's um, you, you know as I was saying to him, you just you come to the end of this, and it's just you can talk about any one aspect of the game, but it basically just makes you frustrated. Um, you just fr- you just you don't want to deal with it anymore. You just don't want to deal with this team anymore. Brutus, you're on 94 WIP. How you doing, Spike? I'm great. How are you? I'm all right, Spike. Uh, I commend you for uh, uh, having much tolerance because that guy that had the Pearson call, he he's got to be on something, okay? Uh, he he made no sense at all. But where, what I want to really talk about is the Eagles. I think Babin and everybody knows it. He is a one-trick pony. That game against Atlanta, he did not touch a ball carrier or a quarterback the whole game. Yo, he's a one-trick pony that doesn't even have a trick anymore. <laughs> That's the problem. He doesn't even hit the quarterback anymore. Well, well, you know. Uh, Atlanta doesn't have a good running attack, but they picked the greatest guy to run on, and it was Babin. He can't get the corner. 77 just outblocked him one-on-one the whole time. Babin tries an inside release, 44 the running back, one-on-one block. Okay, he's no longer a threat. 
All right. Yeah, and they're running attack. The Atlanta running game is terrible. Turner is cooked. Jaquiz Rogers isn't that good, and, and Snelling uh, stinks too. They, if there was any team, you're right. I mean, it's it's embarrassing. Uh, and they didn't run for a particularly high you know yards per carry that game, but they certainly were able to you know keep the ball moving effectively by running against the Eagles. The the, the Eagles don't have competent backups. Okay, they they really have trouble. Uh, I'm sorry for picking up on the the offensive line, but they're like uh, Katrina on one side and the Exxon Valdez on the other. <laughs> uh, yeah, you, you, you know, uh, it's just it's just a mess. And my final point, number twenty two, the the kickoff returner, he's playing defense. He gets hit. He's down on the ground. God forbid you might have thought he was shot. <laughs> Not moving, this, that, and that. All of a sudden, the coach grabs him by the arm, and he rises from the dead like Lazarus, and he goes to the sideline. That's fine. Then he goes over and returns a kickoff because Atlanta scored a field goal. And I'm saying, what is the mental psyche of these guys? Yeah. Uh, uh, Watkins, uh, probably a nice young man, but suddenly he has ankle problems. He's been off two weeks. Okay. Yeah. How did, where did it come from? That, yeah. That, that doesn't make sense. Uh, Vic, Vic is going to quarterback until the Eagles are mathematically eliminated. That's the way Andy did it. That's what Andy did to Cobb. When the Eagles were mathematically uh, eliminated, it, Annie found an excuse to keep uh, uh, McNabb playing. They won the last four games. They finished 8-8. Eight and eight. I don't see no chance for this quarterback until they're mathematically eliminated. We shall see, my friend. We shall see. Okay. All right. I appreciate the call, man. You have a good night. Bye now. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I... I, something tells me that, um, though in the past, see the difference in the past with him waiting until they were mathematically eliminated is that he knew he had a job, uh, after this year. I think that has, has changed every decision he's made. Maybe not in a good way or a bad way, not in any way, but it certainly he handles these things differently than it feels like he would have handled them in the past. Even the firing of Castillo, I mean, there's, he's never, Fired a coach in the middle of the season for good reason. The firing, I think, Bowles showed and the defense showed uh, to a certain extent against Atlanta why you don't replace coordinators in the, in the middle of the year. Even when you give him a bye week, so he's got two weeks, but it's not like it's not like that. That's easy, and it's not like he was planning to do that. And you're talking about a defense where uh, the biggest problem is communication. It seems like between all three units, that you know, between the linebackers, defensive line, and the secondary, that they didn't. You, you know, communicate too often, and he's still got a defensive line coach that apparently doesn't doesn't Washburn doesn't appear uh, to communicate too often. When you when you hear the defensive lineman uh, interviewed and they ask about you know the change in defensive coordinator, they say that they don't really deal with that guy too much. Um, they just deal with Washburn. So it's sort of amazing. Um, it, it's sort of not surprising, rather, that Bowles would have trouble turning things around in two weeks. Uh, wrap it up with Eric. You're on 94 WIP. Hey, what's going on? Thanks for taking my call. Of course. Um, 
You know what? I heard a punch made a couple callers back. You know, I think Jeffrey Lurie wants to win as much as anybody. It's just that he's a hands-off owner. You know, he's not a football guy. He hires the football people to run the show. But clearly, I think even he's starting to see that the ship is going in the wrong direction. Yeah, I think, um, to his credit, you know, you're supposed to hire people who know what they're doing and let them do their job, and I guess he was, he was doing that. Um, but the, the problem was is that I think he just let the, let that guy do his job probably a year or two too long. Uh, and now, now he's seeing the result of that, so. Yeah, all these lukewarm drafts that they've had, which is why they had to go out and get all these free agents, because they didn't have their own players. You know, Andy Reid shouldn't be making personnel decisions. He should just be coaching. Well, I'll tell you what, he won't really? be doing, I don't think he'll be doing any. <laughs> I don't think he'll be doing much of either, uh, very much after this year, at least here in Philadelphia. Thanks for the call, Eric. I appreciate it, buddy. Hello, Spike Eskin. I'm Big Daddy Graham. I, I, I couldn't believe my ears on the way in. Uh, it, it, you think they lose, uh, Monday night that you're not saying Andy Reid will be fired, but you're, or let go, whatever the terminology yeah, yeah, would be. Uh, but you're saying there's absolutely a chance that could happen. I, I just think, you know, the, here is my scenario, is that Reed sits down with Lurie the following Tuesday morning at NovaCare, and Lurie looks at him, and he looks at Lurie, and Lurie's got to ask him, you know, what's going on? Can this turn around? And I just don't think that Reed's going at, at a certain point can look him in the eye and say, yes, this is going to be fine. At three and five, losing to one of the worst teams in the league um, after, you know, really playing no good football games from beginning to end all this year. Yeah, the whole year. And fi- firing your defensive coordinator, your, your quarterback looks like garbage, your offensive line looks like garbage, your defensive line looks like garbage. Like, at a certain point, I think they just got to say... No. This is one of the few times that I ever entertain when people, like when people call me up and go, you know what, this team very easily could be 0-7. I go, I will go, but they're not. Right. Uh, enough with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this year, it they are so easily this close. Well, a missed, uh, two, two, a missed field goal, uh, Cleveland, a dropped interception. I mean, we're talking. Not yet yeah, that close. Uh, uh, here's my, yeah. now here's where I, I, I will argue with you a little bit. Uh, okay, y- you could make the argument that Lurie cares. But I think, you know, if you look at your, I always try to look at, my family, and I don't have much one, but my Debbie's got, my what, my Debbie, my wife's got a huge extended family, and ever, I think if you look at all families, there's people who care about certain situations more than others. My, my, that's my problem with Lurie. He, he just doesn't care enough. If he really cared enough, and you just said it a second ago, there's just no way this guy would have been hanging around all this time. It's just, it's just, just, it's, it's no way. But don't you think that it's possible he's too close to it? I just, the, you know, every time you break up with a girl, all your friends go, man, I, I have no idea how it lasted that long. And, 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 you know, in a year, you look back at the relationship and you look at it, you're like, yeah, that was terrible. I don't know how it lasted. But when you were in it, you didn't quite know. And because you just don't have that perspective. Because he knows it. He's known Andy for, you know, 14 years. And they're friends. And they, they've, you know, that 
Jesus would be writing a love column. You no, know I'm, just, I'm just I, saying that, like, I don't, I don't think that his look. It was clearly a mistake, and it's lasted too long. And maybe you're right, but I'm just saying I would at least entertain the possibility that it's not that he doesn't care. It's just that he was too close to it to make the right decision. Whatever, it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah I, I hope. Yeah. Uh, well, it matters geez, a little. I, well, I, well, here's my problem. Never in my 14 years have I rooted, I, I, I always break it down this way, and my regular listeners are tired of hearing this analogy. If an Eagle quarterback floats a ball in the end zone, I want the Eagle receiver to catch it and the ref's arms to go up. Uh, tomorrow night, I don't care who the sixer is, when he shoots the ball up the nas- uh, basket, I want it to go in. I can't turn that off. I'm too old and been around too long in one city my whole life. It's impossible for me to turn that off. Boy, I'm this, and you saying that thing about... Reed actually could get let go if they lose in New Orleans. I am so close. Well, remember, remember, I'm so sh- close to room for New Orleans on, Re- on Monday night. Remember before the Falcons game, we were talking about because I said if I took a poll, I thought people would want them to lose because it would be more close. And you thought, that, and we're we're all we're there. No, we're there now. Yeah, and so it's, it's, one week later, it, we're it, well, there. That's, that's the way sports is. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well way life is when you look at what's happened in the last day. Yeah. Okay, I mean, it's it, life changes in, in seconds. Uh, boy, were you right on the money about uh, CM Punk. And Ryback. Uh, 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 and Ryback. They even uh. used the same ref. Yes. Who was the replacement ref. Yes. <laughs> Which I thought was brilliant. But then to rewrite the script all that fast when the replacement ref thing was going on. Uh, Dexter, I forget his name, uh, but it's the same ref. Oh wait, I got and, the w- I, I got the WWE text alert that he's been suspended. Oh, the ref has been suspended. Yeah, there's a. Uh, I thought he got suspended the last time. Yeah, uh, he? suspended WWE ref Brad Maddox, who, oh, Maddox, who disappeared Dexter. during Hell in a following Hell in a Cell has resurfaced. So I uh, what, uh, I I actually Wikipedia the history of. The, the loudmouth uh, chick. Uh, oh, Vicky Guerrero. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And when I did that, that's a book just yeah. on Wikipedia. I mean, she's had a, a rest of her husband die. Yeah. I mean, that's a pretty crazy story. What I don't know is the uh, the history of AJ. You know, I, I don't. I, I don't know much. All I know is that she. All I know is of her is from the. The the the, the storyline before she was general manager, which was like she was with Daniel Bryan, and Daniel Bryan was always really disrespectful to her. You know, wow. she was like the 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 the, the love interest. She's so hot. Too. I, I know. And 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 then it became the Daniel Bryan CM Punk AJ love triangle, <laughs> and then it became AJ general manager, and now this. I curse you. I curse the day I met you. I, the rest I got other, and I got important things to do in my life. And what did I do? Tonight, when I when I found a spare, like really about a spare half hour, uh, was why I don't even watch any of the matches. You just want to get the update on the storyline. That, that, yeah. that, that's what I want—an update on the story. And I love all the footage of of, uh, of her going into the elevator. Yeah. <laughs> and and she, the, Vicky Guerrero, is is so Roseanne Barr. It's like they. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It's like they they. Made her study her voice to get every annoying sound of it down, 
and she's terrific. She should win an Emmy. I, I, I really, I mean, she's hilarious. Well, and think about it too. There's so few people in wrestling can, they can get loud, constant boos like she can. Like it, that's a talent. Look, yeah, we're, we're going way okay. too late, but I curse you, Spike. Sorry. Uh, anything, anything particular coming up besides awesomeness? Uh, uh, awesomeness. All right. Um, <laughs> thanks to Raheem and Mike for uh, producing the first half of the show. Adam uh, Regner for producing. The second half, uh, Mar, uh, Mark Farzetta for doing updates all night from to my guests, to the callers, especially the guy who said the key to the Eagles' losses was missing Jason Peterson. That was uh, amazing. Uh, Jason Peterson, obviously. Ready for the, WWE. The guy. <laughs> big daddy lifted weights. Uh, I have been Spike Eskin, and you can follow me on Twitter at The Ellen Show. Radio 94 WIP. Now, when it comes to being first in the car business, it's Bar Bear is on the boulevard. First, it was America's favorite ma, ma, minivan at a mini price. That was a game changer. The luxurious Chrysler 300. Bar Bear made that a money-saving game changer. And we're going to be first again with that all-new, highly-rated, sleek, sexy-loaded Dodge Dart. 15900 bucks or one ninety nine a month. But wait, there's more. Like a new 2013 Jeep Grand Cherokee Laredo with all Wheel drive just two seventy nine a month. Hello, new twenty twelve Jeep Liberty Sport four x four just two thirty nine a month. How do how do we do it? It's all part of Barbera's Jeep Celebration event. One thousand vehicles, one location.